Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Character Fight Night! Where we pit the most styling, profiling characters of all time against each other in stipulation-style matches to discuss and determine which characters reign supreme. Who gets the win and how? Let's talk about it! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Character Fight Night, where your favorite fictional characters go head-to-head in stipulation matches that Wade Hunt just <laughs> just said on the intro. Uh, joining me this month, I have a trio of... Uh, a team of sorts. It's the Losing At Losers from the Losing At podcast and Twitch channel, uh, starting with... Hey. Starting with uh, <laughs> my main man, Ty, Das Thief over here. Yeah, that's me. Hey. Welcome back. You were in a, a previous episode. Remind me what fight you brought in on your last last time you were here. I tried to bring in a cheating episode where I brought <laughs> that's in right, that's right. DC's best, quote unquote, which was Batman. And I just threw Squirrel Girl at him, knowing Squirrel Girl would mop the floor with him. And... <laughs> I was right because I am right about that. <laughs> but apparently, all the viewers you got disagree with me. So, whatever. <laughs> the poll went the complete opposite direction. <laughs> I noticed that I was like the one person who voted for Squirrel Girl, and it's like one to 99. And I was like, uh. uh. Well, I, I appreciate you swallowing your pride and coming back for another episode. <laughs> yeah. I'll get through it, I guess. <laughs> uh, and uh, Daryl Zero from the Losing At Morning Show. Welcome. Welcome to the How's show. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Of course. And us. <laughs> and us. All of us. And last but not least, Jenny. Welcome, Jenny. Hey, guys. And I Gingerly. Have, I haven't Gingerly. been able to do the morning show with you. Are you on the Losing At Morning Show as well? I am. I sneak in there from time to time. Okay. She's being modest. She's like our regular Wednesday guest. She's been on a number of times. I've I've been on the morning show randomly where they're like, hey, come on the morning show. And I'm like, right. It's almost like we don't plan it out too well. <laughs> I but love it so it's, much. It's a lot of fun. They cover, uh, what do you guys cover on the morning show? We treat it like everyone brings in a pop culture artifact. So we treat any news or anything like an artifact we found. And then we come in and, and get everyone's opinions on it and what they believe. And it's anything pop culture related. So movies, video games, comics, anything really that piques our interest. And then we go off on Seems a million rabbit trails that are very nerdy. <laughs> and it's awesome. Seems very relatable to this show. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of pop culture, we have some pop culture uh, characters duking it out this week or this month, rather. And uh, again, character fight night would be nothing without Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, who is our announcer, who uh, Ty is standing by with your two fighters or I guess waiting in the ring for your two fighters to come out. <laughs> If we're if we're being thematic here, 
And, uh, They're late again? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where are these two? <laughs> Classic. Uh, so without further ado, Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, we're going to send it down to you for the introductions for fight number one. Hey, all right. Thanks, Josh. Let's get right to the action. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is fight number one. Introducing first, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, in his very own universe, representing the rhythm section of indie rock band Sex Bob-Omb, he is... Challenger of the League of Evil Ex-Boyfriends and owner of the power of understanding, Scott Pilgrim! And his opponent, from England in the world's end, he is the king, fearless leader, and organizer of Newton Haven's Golden Mile Pub Crawl, Gary King! So fight number one is going to be, like I said, it's going to be Ty's. And so Ty, I'm going to send it right over to you for your characters. All right, so today is the 10th anniversary of a certain movie, and it's called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, one of my favorite movies personally. It's one of the best action comedies I've seen. So my first fighter is Scott Pilgrim, and I'm throwing him against my other favorite character, Gary King. And Gary King is from The World's End, from the Cornetto Trilogy. Or I guess they call it the Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy now, but <laughs> it's the Cornetto Trilogy. Get it right. And so, Scott, <laughs> I'm going to throw some um, powers at you guys, right? Scott has the power of understanding. This is straight off his wiki, too. The power <laughs> of love. The power of self-respect. But then he also can pull on various video game style fighting moves and whatnot. He's very video game oriented in his power set, right? He can summon swords. If he has an extra life, he'll come back to life, things like that. Um, so he's pretty, pretty powerful. We see him take on her seven X's, right? In the movie. And then versus Gary King, right? So Gary King is he was born um in He's a British, what's the town called? I don't remember the town. Newton Haven. So Gary King was born in Newton Haven. His best friends are Andrew Knightley, Stephen Prince, hmm. Oliver Chamberlain, and Peter Page. So very knights-oriented kind of naming scheme they got. But in the world's end, um, Gary shows unbelievable fighting style. So the movie comes off as, um, it comes off as a buddy drinking comedy like them trying to relive their glory days as high schoolers and stuff like that right going to college and so it's just them trying to relive it and they notice like a lot has changed in the town but at the same time nothing's changed and then eventually spoilers spoilers skip ahead but this is a big part of the movie ends up the town has been invaded by aliens and they're replicating people and gary finds out gary gets in a big fight with them but he has to complete his quest 
to drink one beer in all 12 pubs. So as he's fighting the aliens, he is also getting drunk, more and more drunk as the night goes on. Um, however, this gives Gary his true superpower and how he defeats the aliens is that he's so drunk and he's drunk arguing with the aliens, they just give up and go home. And so, <laughs> so uh, I would like to see who could duke it out. What you guys think would they duke it out in this kind of scenario? Um, I know a couple of you said you didn't know Gary King, which disappointed me, but hopefully you can get some wikia in. You, you can't see uh, me, but I'm raising my hand right now because that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say at first, the first melee, like they're both would be apprehensive to fight each other. I think uh, they would, I would see Scott summoning his sword, right? I think it's, we're going to go probably the most OP levels that they are. And so Scott summoning his sword, doing all the big sword fighting moves and whatnot. And here's the thing, though. Drunk Gary fought, like, thousands of aliens at once who were doing the same kind of fighting style. And he did it all without spilling his beer. So, <laughs> like, it's pretty impressive watching Simon Pegg dodge fists and stuff and drinking a beer and all that. So I think... Uh, I don't know. I would like. I'm, I kind of want to throw it around, get hear what you guys' arguments for different sides, and then I'll make a final stance at the same time. I think I want to throw it out. All right. Uh, Daryl Zero, have you seen World's End? I have. Sweet. <laughs> I'm going to kick it over to you then, since you have more right. knowledge than us. <laughs> I think you make a good point. He does battle. He does fight. Uh, Gary King, that is, does fight with the beer and everything, and he gets drunker and drunker as time goes on. He's fighting. He's fighting and fighting. But I feel like his true power in the end is his power just to like endlessly babble at the at the at the aliens. At the aliens. <laughs> As the fight wore on, unless he had just beers waiting, or if he only had that one beer, as soon as he's done, now he's gotta talk to Scott Pilgrim. And Scott Pilgrim wouldn't wait would just I think in the end he would just kind of <coughs> get bored with the battle and hit it with the sword. And then you know, like, he's not going to go home. He's just like, I'm bored with this. Whack. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to just hit See, you. he's going to go to do that, and I, Gary's going to dodge it because that's what Gary does. Like, Gary, that's how he defeats an alien invasion is by babbling. Like, it's, <laughs> it's our human, he says, quote, it's our human right to make mistakes, right? This this civilization, this we're a bunch of fuck-ups. This civilization was founded on ups right that and and we're proud and like how do you fight someone that's that inebriated that's so set on their ways and as they got more drunk they became better fighters like if he, they're diving through windows they're outrunning things like it's not like gary's the most in shape person but he can pull it off when he has this it's like his spinach it's like <laughs> it's like, right? like popeye spinach as you get more drunk he just gets more and more powerful you know um, I, I see you, but at the same time, there there was a limit too. I I don't know. I just think that with Scott using his video game and like comic book style powers, you know, like it's not just the sword. You know, he could he could use the the bass guitar and and you know. Oh, that's a good point. Send Gary back. Yeah, he could jam him out, man. And, but or, see, then, you know, but then, but when you're drunk, you take less injuries. That's why, like, drunk people in car accidents, right, don't tend to get as injured as much because their body's not tensing up. So he's just gonna fly back, 
hit the side of the ring, right? And then bounce back and like clothesline Scott all of a sudden <laughs> without spilling his beer. Like, <laughs> like the reason why his hand is still out for the clothesline isn't because he thought he was going to do a clothesline. He's just making sure that beer doesn't spill. Knock Scott right on his ass, right? Like, so when did he get back up? Scott got always got back up. I did always get back up, except for that one time he didn't get back up, but he got in his life. So, yep, so, yep. I do. Ty brought up a good point. This does take place in a ring, so if you're gonna blast him against something, he's just gonna bounce off, unless you hit him into the corner turnbuckle. <laughs> just, hey, you, know, yeah. you can put him into the corner. Yeah. Nobody, but how, nobody so, puts Gary in the So corner. does Scott, does Scott interpret, so they interpret each other as a threat, right? So like Scott would kind of see him as one of the other, the mysterious eighth boyfriend or something like that, like the secret level boyfriend or something like that for video games, right? Right. So, so Scott has, Gideon. so he's throwing everything he's got at it. I, I don't know though. Like if if I'm really feisty and then this guy won't shut up and he's just drunk rambling at me and or, he's making points. I have a I have a, a twist there for you because one of mm. Scott's powers too is being able to trick people. So what if his beer isn't really a beer, but it's a non-alcoholic one? Ooh. But that would just piss Gary off, dude. Yeah, I think. but now he's not drunk, so he doesn't have his. Remember spin. when? But there's in the movie when Gary finally, like, he's keeping the beer steady, right? And he's going side to side, and he's punching everybody. He's doing kicks, and he's kicking ass, right? And then it finally gets knocked out of his hand, and he gets pissed, dude. And he, like, knocks the head off one of the aliens, just one hands up, boom! Like, he's mad, and then he goes back to making another drink. Like, <laughs> like, like I think that's just going to fuel him like the Hulk. Almost, and he'll throw a big haymaker, you know, and really clock. As video gamey as Scott can be, he he is still a wussy, weakling, nerd, weirdo, you know? Like, I think weird, like a big haymaker would still catch him in the jaw, you know? He doesn't have super speed. He doesn't really dodge much. But he has the power of love, man. <laughs> it's so funny the wiki has listed that <laughs> so real quick uh jenny you've been quiet now with all of the mm -hmm. knowledge that that's been dropped on you and me because i've never seen it what are you yeah what are you leaning towards oh god so i kind of part of me wants to lead towards gary just because just thinking of him um you know what's his name michael Sarah versus simon pig body types too not even just their your superpowers but i can i can imagine like simon pig being a master of dodging especially how ty pointed out he doesn't even spill a drop of his beer <laughs> he's able to like take on he takes on like aliens and stuff right in his yeah in the, so that it, world's end so yeah you know that's my stance i'd say <laughs> gary king he's so i have in the past episodes, we have determined that, like, agility is a huge factor. And I guess, you know, that's being very agile if you're able to keep beer in a cup while you're fighting. Aliens. I think that's, a, that's like a, an equilibrium thing. Like, he can keep himself level. Like When you're drunk, you know how you wobble? Gary doesn't mm -hmm. wobble because his equilibrium is perfect. And that's how he's able to fight and keep his core centered while he's able to keep that beer steady while he's fighting, right? Okay. Um, I would say that Scott's a little bit more dodgy uh, 
he's he's got to be quicker because he does he, what, what Scott practices on um, Dance Dance Revolution, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's how he has the cardio and stuff. I don't know. I think just Scott also has a few more powers to draw from. He's got some some other other than just like the the beer and stuff. Like I said, he can he's got the sword that he can he can make, and he's got the power of music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna. And he's got that. the band too. Like if yep. you wanted to do like wrestling style, maybe he starts tagging in the band members. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so you open it up to that then, right? So then Uh-oh. it's that's a good point. Uh-oh. So you open it up to the band members, which are all really great, but they don't really fight for him. There's yeah. that time Ramona does fight for him against the girl because he won't punch the girl, and I love that scene where she fights for him. I think that's adorable. Great twist part right there. Um, but I think the power of friendship between the Gary King, Knightley, Prince, Chamberlain, and Paige uh, what do they call them? <laughs> what do they call themselves? <laughs> we're like we're like the uh, what's the, the we're like the Musketeers, <laughs> but there's four of us. There's four of you count D'Artagnan, and like they they get in a big artist. So it's the three Musketeers versus them. I don't know, man, because they come together really well in the end to defeat the aliens. Because it's not. I know I made it sound like it's just Gary arguing, but they all get in on that argument, even though they had all these differences between each other that we explored throughout the movie. They come together to be a unit of drunken battling at aliens to make them go away. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty special. Um, so I don't know if you had three drunk idiots or five drunk idiots rambling at you. <laughs> like, would you? It's getting harder to punch them. You know, like I right. just want to leave. <laughs> like, that's, that's where the <laughs> as Scott the and, and Sex Bob bomb just rock out because. How do you stop drunken rambling idiots? By playing oh, you play really music loud. Mm. That's true. Really loud music and shutting them up. <laughs> they don't even have to be in the <laughs> ring. They can just be back in the. They can just be there. You're right. Because right. that was part of Because I was thinking more of the fight between in in Scott Pilgrim. I was thinking more of the fight between them and the twins, right? Where yeah. you have the band that cre- that created the big uh, dragon or whatever. Yeah, yeah the the that fought the two dragons, right? So, yeah. So, how do you shut up the drunken babbling with loud rock music? Well, didn't he even do something with just his bass guitar? Not like not even the band. He yeah, could, yeah, he could just have hit him a, with a yeah, bass guitar. <laughs> 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 all right, so if, no, if all else fails, he just hits him with his bass guitar. <laughs> 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 So see, he suffers from being bored a lot in that. Scott gets really bored often, right? Like, I'm so bored. You know, that's like the whole bit. Right. So what if he, he, there is a possibility Gary and them can bore them till they leave. Like, Just I'm so tired the, of these guys. I got to go. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I quit. <laughs> I quit. So No, you make a good point. <laughs> so a couple a couple of things that I wanted to, to mention is that I don't think so the only reason Scott fought was because he loved Ramona so I don't think that he would fight immediately if Gary showed up and was like I want to fight you he'd be like what I'm Michael Sarah like I don't 
I don't fight. I just, I'm just awkward. To and encourage then, uh, this fight. Okay, sorry. I was like, to encourage the fight, all you got to do is tell Gary this is where the last beer is, right? On his journey. <laughs> and he will do whatever it takes to get that last beer. And then uh, my, my main question is, if Scott hits Gary with the base, does he turn into a bunch of coins? Ooh. I, is that... Is that a problem? Is that a part of the world or is that an ability <laughs> that he has? I don't know. That's, it seems because every no, it's part of the world because like the vegan powers and like all the other ones, like you see in the dragons, like we were talking about earlier, those are all powers of the world. So, no, so I don't think I think Gary would just get clonked in the head and get back up and be like, <laughs> what the f- man? <laughs> you know, what, are you like, what are you doing? Um. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I gotta go with my gut. I'm going Scott. Hmm. Uh, we're gonna go around and get final uh, final thoughts here before we move on. Uh, let's start with Ty. I am gonna say Gary. Uh, I think don't underestimate that drunk drunken master style. Uh, I think. I think. I think Scott will have the idea of what he needs to do, but it's like when people face off against Deadpool, it's so unpredictable and you don't know where it's going that I give Gary the element of surprise of catching Scott off guard. That's fair. So I'd say Gary. Uh, Daryl Zero. Hmm. My gut says Scott Pilgrim. Ty, make a convincing argument. But I still think Scott Pilgrim. I think he maybe initially catches him off guard. But I think, like I said, I think Scott has a little bit more <laughs> of a red head with the face. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, me, let me throw let me throw one final thought at you before we move to Jenny's thought. Uh, <laughs> you're you're looking at drunken fighting compared to like straight up like comic <laughs> like video game style fighting, like unrealistic, and then like I guess unrealistic. Yeah, it's pretty unrealistic how Sober he fights. Drunk like, fighting. He, <laughs> his, so he like jumps in the air and does the like what? Like he does do giant kicks combo, and like right? do like they do like big throws though and stuff. Remember like oh, yeah. when they fight like, they fight the one robot that has four arms or whatever and all that and backwards and all right, uh, Jenny. I'm gonna say Gary King because I just feel like. He would have more to get angry about and to really fight about than Scott Pilgrim would. <laughs> yeah, if Gary's not an ex, Scott doesn't feel very willing to fight, I feel like. Yeah. All right. So we're we're split. Two and two. <laughs> split on that one. The, the the poll will go up a couple of days after the episode goes live. Uh so if you're listening to this on the day it's released, it'll be up in a couple of days. Uh but Ty and and Stephen Delzio, you guys are relying on, or sorry, uh, Ty and Ginny, you guys are relying on that people just like Gary King more too, which I, th- <laughs> which I think is why Batman beat Squirrel Girl in the poll. <laughs> it's alright, man. In my mental canon, I got it. <laughs> it works. <laughs> so hopefully, people are like, "Oh yeah, Gary King. Yeah, he would 
beat the crap out of Scott Pilgrim. I like to try to bring you these uh, unconventional ones where <laughs> the winner might not it's, be who you think it is kind of the thing. So. It very much seems unconventional, especially since I don't know one of the fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So that was a good start. Um, moving on to our second fight, uh, we have... We go to the uh, the movies now. Well, I guess we were in the movies. Uh, we stay in the movies, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna send it, send it back down to Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, who's gonna give us the introduction to fight number two, which is gonna be Stephen uh, Daryl Zero's uh, fight. Fight number two. Introducing first from Escape from New York and L.A. He is former U.S. Army Lieutenant, Special Forces Operator, and War Hero turned criminal, Snake Bliskin! And his opponent, from the Terminator Universe, Representing the Resistance, he is Techcom Soldier and father of John Connor, Kyle Reeves! So, fight number two, um... You're gonna hate me, but I'm, I'm pretty unfamiliar with both of these characters. So, you don't know either one of these two? Uh, I'm about to because uh, Daryl oh. Zero is going to school me right now. So, take it away, sir. <laughs> okay. My fight is between, and it's just a, I guess, just a normal, uh, regular match here. No no special. No no bass special. guitars. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no special, no weapons, nothing like that. Just a regular old fist <laughs> fight. But we have Kyle Reese from the Terminator series. And I'm going to say specifically the first Terminator. That's the Kyle Reese we're talking about. Yeah, I like to think like who at, the, at their prime and when was Kyle Reese at his prime and all yeah. those, the first one. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the first Terminator, so the the original Kyle Reese versus Snake Plissken from... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Escape from New York and Escape, Escape from, from LA. Yes. Jesus, I can't believe I just played it again that. so you can edit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Snake Bliskin from Escape from New York and Escape from LA. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Yes, Kurt Russell. Now, everybody should be pretty familiar with the Terminator series. Mm-hmm. Kyle Reese was sent back in time in the original one to protect Sarah Connor from the original Terminator who was sent back to kill her. Blah, blah, blah. Things happen. He's actually John Connor's father. Spoilers if you haven't seen it, but. You've had plenty of time. <laughs> you have it on you. Um, 40 years, 30, 40 years. <laughs> his background is he was basically raised after, like you, as you hear, he's raised after the apocalypse happens. And he's basically schooled by John Connor in, in post-war resistance fighting against the aliens, right? So they're guerrilla soldiers from the future. And that's that's his background. That's his training, right? Snake Plissken, on the other hand, also in a future futuristic alternate timeline, futuristic post-apocalyptic world, I guess. 
The yeah. Island of Manhattan, specifically, we're going to talk about uh, Escape from New York because that's the first one. The Isle of Manhattan's been turned into a gigantic prison where they've just walled it off and they send people in. And that's basically it. <laughs> uh, the, the movie starts off with the president's plane goes down inside Manhattan. And they hire Snake. I think, if I remember correctly, that he's en route to being in jail anyways. And so they dangle this, like, if you can get the president out, we'll will wipe away all charges, right? So yeah, it's his he broke job. In, he broke into um, the federal, the Reserve. U.S. Federal Reserve here in Denver. Yep, yep. that's wow. right. That's what it was, right? He so he he so they dangle this in front of him. Go in there and get him, and they do that because he's also a highly trained. He was a uh, former special forces unit, like lieutenant so he served in highly trained special forces served in the army uh so he also has a military background slightly different than kyle reese's so there's just like the rough background on them now i personally think i feel like snake would win this one and i feel like because of his training and the fact that he's also a criminal. So he has the professional training as well as like the underground training, you know, like he's been, he's got two schools, right? He's got the prison training plus the, the army's training. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing though. Here's, (laughs) I'm going to get into it right away. All right. The worst snake Pliskin has to deal with is Isaac Hayes. Okay. Like the Duke of New York. That's the worst. Who does, and Kyle Reese have to deal with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as a ro- futuristic death robot from the future. Like I think Kyle has this grit and grind where he can dig deeper. And if we're going to to death, I think Kyle's gonna pull that trigger a lot quicker than Snake will. Snake's pretty good about pulling the trigger, though. He is really good about pulling the trigger. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the other mm. thing too is Kyle's pretty quick about pulling the trigger when it's Arnold as the killer Terminator robot. How quick is he just to off an- another person? Because mm. he's from the future where there's not very many people, so people's lives are you know precious. So they would see each other as people. a threat, right? So Kyle needs to see. So he's going to see Snake and go, "Term, you're a Terminator, right?" And then Snake's so- going to go. You're Isaac Hayes, and <laughs> real, they're gonna fight. <laughs> real, real, real quick, if uh, if anybody needs a reminder as to who Isaac Hayes is, we're talking about <laughs> Chef from South Park. Yeah, <laughs> Chef from South Park. Okay, <laughs> that's what that's what Snake has to deal with. <laughs> hello, children. Hey there, hello, children. <laughs> um, so your 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 team. Uh, Team Snake. I huh? think I'm, I'm gonna go. Snake. Yeah. Team Snake. Okay. Uh, Ty, you're very passionate. Who are you? <laughs> uh, so Terminator series is one of my default franchises. I don't even care when they suck. I love the Terminator franchise. Like, and I especially love Kyle Reese. Um, I especially think he's he's perfect in that first lead role. He does not overshine. Um, Sarah Connor, which is a big part of that film, right? That's what makes mm-hmm. this Sarah Connor's film, not his. Yeah. And they could have easily made it about Kyle going back and saving her, right? How easy a movie they could have yeah. done it. 
and it's not. He he's spoiler. He dies, <laughs> but no. Uh, he, uh, and he's in, it's all right. He comes back. Don't worry about it. There's nothing. <laughs> they always come back. Yeah, yeah, and then and then even more confusing in the on a tangent because this is what we do on our show. Uh, <laughs> on on Sarah Connor Chronicles, his brother comes back in time. So you know they're a whole family of time travelers. <laughs> but um, no, I just think Kyle can dig deeper. He's been living in an apocalypse, like an apocalypse. Snake hasn't. He's been in prison most of the time. You know, he's a thief. You know, who breaks into? Why are you break into the Federal Reserve? Go rob a bank or something. What? Why the Federal Reserve? Just robbing the biggest him. bank of all. Like that's yeah. what. What are you talking about? And it worked. It worked so well for him, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's such a genius. <laughs> Um, and in Escape from New York, he's just a glorified bodyguard, right? He's he's protecting Donald Pleasance, right? The president is Donald Pleasance. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about the the doctor from Halloween? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> so you have Isaac Hayes and Donald Pleasance and Snake Plissken. You know, it's just a weird team. The second one's even crazier. Who does he get in that second one? That's all. Can't believe I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> Escape from New York's really good, man. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, what's yeah, his? Almost... Who directed the guy who did? Um, John Carpenter. Oh, you know what? That oh, yeah, makes that's sense. Right. That's, right. that's why Donald Pleasance is in it. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Ty. Who are you? Actually, Jenny. <laughs> what, what do you think before Ty just yells out his answer? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, that's difficult. One's a criminal and a thief. One is just an, a really good guy, but he also comes back from the dead. I want to lean towards Kyle Reese. <laughs> All right. Just because he's a good guy? Well, because he's he, like, he shows his resilience in that he protects Sarah Connor from the Terminator. He comes back from the dead, even though, you know, it's he's in this post-apocalyptic world, so I feel like he has more to deal with. Okay. I just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, Ty, do you want to give your answer, or do you want me to give my spiel real quick? It's Kyle Reese. It's Kyle Reese. Couldn't hold it in anymore. This I was is... like... <laughs> <laughs> shape it up to be an interesting show because I think I'm leaning snake. Oh, God. So, and the reason that I'm leaning, <laughs> the reason that I'm leaning snake is pretty much the the reason that Jenny chose Kyle <laughs> uh, because she said, "Well, all you guys made this point is that he's a criminal. He lacks the moral compass to do to not do things that are you know wrong. So, in order to win a fight." You got to get your hands dirty and you got to do things that go against your moral compass occasionally. And I think that would go better for Snake. Especially. We also have my, another thing to. Oh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, like other things I'm thinking of too is we have, we have a Kyle Reese who is a. Yes, he's a freedom fighter from the future and whatnot, but he's also starved and he's skinny and he's hungry. <laughs> and then we have jacked up Kurt Russell who's all. <laughs> buff because he's been in jail for however many months and he like you said lacks moral compass and was willing to do whatever is needed and, so and if we're going to talk about characters they have to go through so skinny michael bean or or mm -hmm. Bine, or however you say that last name 
versus jacked up, you know, prison prison ripped uh, Kurt Russell. All right. Uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> jacked up Kurt Russell, who's still a badass with one eye. <laughs> That was my oh, yeah. argument. He has no depth perception, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right off he the bat, Kyle it. Reese has a physical <laughs> a physical ability over this guy. He's gonna need that because he's like, you know, outweight like he's like sixty pounds under underweight, you know. <laughs> That's soaking wet wearing boots, man. Like you see him drop in, he's like he can barely walk. You you have to remember uh, oh, Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Isaac Hayes, even though he's dead now, rest in peace. But he owes uh, Kurt Russell a favor, so he could come out from the back and run down the ramp and interrupt the match. And not only that, but but Isaac Hayes was the leader of the convicts of Manhattan, who he had to fight his way through to get to to. Uh, or no, Isaac sorry, Hayes. the, the oh. president. Sorry, the yeah, president. Yeah, they go through the entire. Kyle Reese. Like he was is, just waiting for him. Yeah, Kyle Reese is from through. a land. Kyle Reese is from a land of no laws. Okay, you're saying like, oh, he's such a badass criminal. Kyle Reese is from a land of no laws. You you get by whatever you do need to do to survive and defeat the. Where do you think Snake Plissken is? He's in the super. So what they're gonna, they're gonna come Manhattan. out, right? They're gonna they're, come out. They see each other as a threat. <laughs> they're gonna charge each other. Uh, Kurt Russell's gonna throw a punch, right? He's gonna throw a haymaker, but he has no depth perception. He's gonna miss. <laughs> He's gonna miss. And so Kyle Reese is gonna just sock him right in the dome, dude. Right, bam. And then that's, that's gonna piss Snake Bliskin off, and he's gonna. To pick him up and break him oh, over his God. knee like Bane does like, the Batman. Like <laughs> and toss him aside. Because he's going to yes. take a hit and be like, is that it? You need to eat a sandwich, buddy. And right. punch him in the face. Here's, <laughs> here's my unrealistic prediction. Uh, uh, Kyle Reese is going to punch Snake so hard it's going to knock his eye patch off and real- realize that he has a cyborg eye. Uh-oh. <laughs> But see, that's gonna push Kyle even more because he's gonna be like a, he's gonna be like a Terminator, and he's gonna come at him, and that's not Kyle's gonna do whatever. And secret argument right here: Kyle gives birth to essentially Jesus, so that makes him God. Okay, Kyle Reese. It just makes him a dude. No, it doesn't. It's not like George Washington's dad was a god. He just happened to be the god. No, we're talking the chosen one. We're talking the father of the chosen one, the father of the Jesus archetype, and that makes Kyle Reese God. No, it doesn't. It makes him Joseph. It makes him. It makes him. No, I was like, I don't. Not not to get super religious. Makes him the emperor. Makes him the emperor. You know. I guess te- technically Joseph was the father of God, and I don't think he, or father of Jesus, and I don't think he's even close to being God. No. I don't even think he had any part of that. No, because it was an immaculate conception, so he didn't yeah. have any part of it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm really grasping at hairs to say Kyle here. So, before Come we on, go- Kyle, get out of the corner. You can do it. So before we go down some weird rabbit hole. <laughs> let's uh let's round out with final opinions i think we're split again but uh but steven who do you have i got snake i'm i'm picking snake ty i'm holding on hope on kyle reese i think he'd pull it out of his ass because he's from a tougher time <laughs> jenny 
Jin, Jenny's, uh, I, I'm predicting a Jenny's jumping ship when you tie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Snake. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just look at the picture of Snake Plissken versus Kyle Reese. I mean, Kyle's all like wearing rags and shit and <laughs> you know, Snake's all badass with his iPad. Like, I, said, I, said, I said the first one. The first one. Not any of the time traveling. We're talking about Terminator. The first Terminator. The original <laughs> Kyle Reese. You can't be like calling from things. I'm talking about Snake Plissken from Manhattan. You gotta be talking about no, Kyle Reese from you see him in the flashbacks. He's ripped, dude. He's got the big military outfit. He's got his gun. That's where we go into the the bunkers with them. I mean, I used to I have think, yeah, some it, kind of abs. I mean, flashbacks <laughs> don't necessarily mean that that's what they look like now. <laughs> I think you're thinking about him in Alien. <laughs> oh, I love Alien. He was all ripped in Alien. I had this, I had he, needed, he needed some mean? food in, in Terminator. They were Kyle, like starving. Sergeant Kyle Reese in 2029. Got a picture of it. Raw horror. <laughs> All right, all right. You're, <laughs> You're welcome to your wrong opinions. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I'm just saying, Kurt Russell looks all badass with his eye patch. Oh, he does. He does look badass. <laughs> my my final thought on Kyle Reese is that I'm looking through like the Google images, and nine pictures out of ten, he just looks scared. <laughs> oh. There's a killer robot from the future he's got to fight. It's, of course he's scared. It's not some little chump prison chump with one eye. Like, that's not going to scare Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese would feel no fear at this guy at all. Screw this guy. I fight. I eat Terminators for breakfast, Kyle Reese says. With a gun? <laughs> with a really, really big gun? If he didn't have a gun, he didn't. Yeah. He doesn't know how he can fight a Terminator. He does He does have guns. He, has a big gun. <laughs> he needs a really big gun to fight the Terminator. All right. So we are split again, and things are just starting to heat up. So... <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna move right along here. Uh, this poll again will be up a couple days after the first poll. So if you don't know who Kyle Reese is by now, uh, I can't help you because <laughs> <laughs> you guys gave a pretty good argument on Kyle Reese. Even though I love I love the Terminator series. It's so good, yeah. I do too. I really even the bad ones. I'm like, all right, it's still cool. We're doing time travel, and there's Arnold and. Like, what is he? He becomes a drape salesman in the last one? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> a Terminator that sells drapes. Okay. I did love that he's, like, all joking. Like, it comes off as a joke, but he's really serious about drapes. And, like, the colors got to match the carpet just right. And then, like, he's, <laughs> as a Terminator, explaining the importance of color matching drapes and walls. And, like, stuff like that. I thought it was hilarious, dude. Um, <laughs> I hated the last one, but I still thought that was pretty funny. I learned something interesting. I think I said this on one of the, the past episodes, but uh, the uh, who is the chick from Game of Thrones? The the queen, the big Amelia Clark. No, the other one, the one that played Sarah. Oh, seriously? Yeah, she played uh, she played Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor yeah. Chronicles. Yep, two yeah. people from that show have played Sarah Connor because uh, um, the Dragon Queen has also played oh. her in one of the movies. Oh, uh, Cersei, who was who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cersei, and then who's the dragon queen girl? Daenerys. Amelia. Daenerys. 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 Yeah, Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. played Sarah Connor too. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Two of them. I wonder if Game of Thrones and Terminator is in the same world. 
That would be <laughs> probably awesome. not, but <laughs> like, like that's the like the apocalypse happened from the Terminators. We had holy shit, the freezing, and then so now we're just getting to nights and stuff again, if, and like. If uh, if Arya shows up in any of the Terminator movies, I'm convinced that's where she went on the ship. She went to Terminator World. Ah, uh, I would dig it, dude. <laughs> I would dig it. I really want like a. Ter- I think they gotta pull something to like a versus to get Terminator out of like where it's at, and I think it needs like a Terminator versus like uh, aliens kind of a thing, like Terminator mm. versus like yeah. another franchise, and and that will help pull it out of the depth sits in right now all right mm-hmm. okay well <laughs> let's let's move along uh mr metatron wade hunt looks pretty bored down there in the ring now that kyle reese and <laughs> uh, snake have left whoever whoever wins um we're gonna send it back down to him for the next fight and this fight is gonna be uh it's gonna be jenny's and I'm trying to pull my list back up here. <laughs> it's it's gonna be doctor. Uh, yes, it's gonna be. Uh, I guess more TV than it is movies, right? Are you doing? Well, yeah, we'll... it's TV. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. talk we'll talk about it after the intro. So let's let's get it down there and and do that. Then fight number three. It's a doozy. It's a real doozy. Introducing first, from the planet Gallifrey, in the Doctor Who universe, making his way through time and space in the TARDIS, and representing the Time Lords, he is the Tenth Doctor, David Tennant. And his opponent, from 221B Baker Street in London, England, accompanied to the ring by Dr. Watson, representing New Scotland Yard. He is renowned chemist and the world's only consulting detective, Sherlock Holmes. Benedict Cumberbatch. So Jenny, your fight. Uh, so which Sherlock are you going with? BBC. Okay. And David Tennant. We're, got I it. think we're so, talking about the series, right? Yeah. With okay. Cumberbatch. Correct. All right. So take it away on your BBC fight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So this is featuring so Sherlock Holmes. BBC Sherlock Holmes, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. He's pretty spry. He's wiry, similar to David Tennant. He's the 10th Doctor, but they're both incredibly smart. So if you haven't watched Doctor Who, then um, I'm just sad for you, for one. And David Tennant <laughs> as the 10th Doctor is amazing. Jeez. He can get really dark. He can get. He's very eccentric and funny and insane. And when there's a cause, he he can do what it takes to get things done. He hates guns. Um, Sherlock, he just 
will stop at nothing to get answers for things that bug him because he's also an insane person who's incredibly smart and he loves solving mysteries. Mm. But yeah. The, they perceive each other as a threat, right? What are their power sets, Jenny? Like, who? what does Sherlock have versus what does the Tenth Doctor have? Oh, I think he's pretty, like, spry. I think if you're... Because he's the modern Sherlock. I think he could hold himself in a fight. But I think... It's hard to say because he's not the boxer. But he also... He still has that background with getting high and getting drugs. So he's dealt with some less than savory people. Mm. Similarly, the doctor frequently deals with aliens and unsavory ones too yeah <laughs> and some unsavory humans too just yeah. horrible yeah he's a lot of time. i would say i would kind of say they both would have like the power of like voice or argument because they're they that's one of their, their <laughs> both try to reason with each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But like, well, that's one of their tricks, though, is they both try to try to like, you know, the the doctor's always clever. He's always the cleverest one in the room, right? Which mm -hmm. means he's always the smartest one in the room. So Similarly. it would be, yeah, it would be sure. like a doctor mm -hmm. or like a Sherlock Moriarty thing because the doctor mm -hmm. would be infinitely smarter than all of them, right? You know. So. Yes, I think that they would go after each other's wits, like. Sherlock would need to be the one. Yeah, this Sherlock is where I want it. Stops them from from like their their opponents from using any kind of weapon. You know, especially the doctor. Once the doctor starts talking to his opponent, they kind of stop whatever they're doing. It's almost as if he's putting them in a trance. You know, he's like, great at distracting them. Yeah, and it's yeah. all and and Sherlock does a similar thing when he's trying to figure something out or when he's trying to, you know, distract his his like quarry or whoever he's chasing at the moment, you know, he'll do the same thing where he kind of talks to them and they're like, what? And he just starts, you know, he'll just start listing off facts and it's kind of blowing their mind that he knows that. Right. Mm -hmm. And if he's, that. I think if he's trying to like decipher the doctor and figure him out and that kind of mystery and the doctor who's, he's kind of a man of mystery. He doesn't want to be found out by people. He doesn't even want people to know his real name. So I think it'd be kind of a thing where they're going against each other. <sighs> kind of not really out of hatred, but just I like they can't up, exist in the same. I think like, you bring up a good point. Cause the 10th doctor knows famous people. He's an encyclopedia of knowledge. He would mm -hmm. know who Sherlock Holmes is. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherlock that would drive his mystery to know who the 10th doctor is. He won't stop. He won't stop until he can figure out this mystery, which makes him kind of a threat too. And that brings up another point The tent you brought up that like the 10th doctor is very moralistic and he has like this set of rules. Mm -hmm. Sherlock will break any rule. <laughs> exactly. I think that gives him an advantage. If he's trying to seek out this mystery of figuring out who the doctor is, and this is how you defeat the doctor. Once I, it's like that, I want Rumpelstiltskin kind of thing. Once I know your name, well, <laughs> I can defeat you kind of an idea. Um, I think I'd give it, I think Sherlock has the advantage here because he'd be analyzing everything and then the doctor would be kind of relaxed because he knows who Sherlock is. Wait, Ty, so 
what you're saying is in this fight, you're going to bring in morals into question, but in <laughs> Kyle Reese fight, you wouldn't. Hey. Bring morals. <laughs> I'm open to pick and choose my fight. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Reese comes from a place where there I, are no morals. Okay. I, I also apocalyptic future. <laughs> I also want to mention that this fight is like the most British thing I've ever heard. <laughs> We're like they're like, gonna outwit each other. It doesn't even sound like they're yeah. gonna fight. They're just gonna sit there and like talk to each no. other over tea or something. <laughs> like, they're just pacing so, around the ring with tea, just like looking each other up and down. I'm just gonna say it. I'm like the weirdest loser of the losers. <laughs> I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'll bring you the stuff that just is kind of stupid. But... Well, I try to cheat at mine every time. <laughs> This was a fascinating fight because you you are talking. <laughs> normally, it's like who would out you know who has the most strength, who has the most endurance, and this fight you're talking about not physical strength. You're talking about who can outsmart the other, and they're both like extremely extremely brilliant people. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm honestly on the fence right now. I don't I don't have an answer right now. <laughs> I, I um... a tricky one. I think. The the question of morals is like I know the doctor would seem more relaxed, <clears throat> but you have to remember that the doctor is an alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does not have the normal human like you know he so like in maybe I'm not sure how much like different the time lord's body is other than having two hearts, but he does possess the power of regeneration. I think he's any more physically. I think that's probably why it's got to come down to wits too, is because physically they're the same. They're about the same mm-hmm. weight. They're about the same strength, right? What do but you think? the one thing I'll say is, if you remember with the the stopwatch or the um, what is it called, and you have that watch that has the thing with the chain, stop, he has that stop, watch. Stopwatch. The stopwatch. <laughs> It's not a stopwatch. Though. I know what you're talking about. The ones you open up, right? Like yeah. Like a round one, you open it up. And t- yeah, one of those. Uh, it's a pocket uh, watch. Pocket watch. Pocket watch. Yeah, Thank you. you. <laughs> but he has we got a there. Watch. Did we say stopwatch? Literally. <laughs> yes. He can literally forget, or he can change his physiology and forget that he was a time lord. That's how he got away from that one family of aliens that would yeah. never stop hunting him. That's initially true. Uh, yeah i think there's I, it, it would come down to them trying to outwit each other you would have more of a like them playing chess in their heads mm-hmm. as to which one would do what first yeah before i feel like a they fight both, actually happened <laughs> they both get physical like they can both fight physically but yeah. they would be playing against each other so strategic like you know, strategically, strategic. <laughs> I can't speak any more coffee. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they would similar to the. I know this isn't the right Sherlock Holmes, but in the movies where he's like planning ahead his punches and he's saying in his head what he's going to do next. I think they can kind of see where the other is going to go, and it's going to be a more calculated fight. It'd be kind of. It'd almost be like it almost be like a samurai fight, right? Like like where it's not about clashing your swords, it's about that one blow. Yeah. That one, right? Yeah. So they're they're all calculating it out. And I imagine that you are right with that, Jenny, that Sherlock would see it as um 
that Sherlock did in the movies, um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock. Mm-hmm. I imagine he would fight the same way. Like yeah. he studied up on martial arts, so he knows where the pressure points are. He knows where to they- kind of use the guy's weight against him yeah. using math. And, and we stuff know that like BBC that. Sherlock also knows these things. He's still Sherlock Holmes. He's just yeah. modern day Sherlock Holmes, you know? Cause and he they've they've alluded to it as well. Like they've they've shown him like, you know, thinking about things ahead of time. It's that, you know, mm-hmm. they have those moments where he like scans somebody up and down. Yeah. So I, I, I think the same thing. I think that he would it would be a lot like that the Robert Downey Jr version of him fighting where he's planning out i'm gonna do this he's gonna do that i'm gonna do this he's gonna do this well and 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 the doctor seems more reactionary so if if he comes in with one calculated blow i think that's all it would take to take out the doctor because the doctor is very like something happens and he reacts to it okay i'm gonna save the day or the here come the robots i'm gonna stop the robots right so he's very reactionary while sherlock will take initiative he'll throw that first punch if you've calculated that's the best thing to do and he'll figure that out pop him right in the temple down goes the doctor i think that's where hmm. i'm going i think uh, that he also knows when it's time to run like he's very aware of his surroundings like he, he can't run knows when there's danger <laughs> yeah he can't run but he knows when there's danger he knows when he needs to move so i don't know I mean, he can run. He can run around the ring. He can run out of the ring, but not to be a stickler. If he runs out of the ring, he's going to get count out and he's going to lose. <laughs> it's going to be like yeah. that Andy Kaufman fight. You guys are like Andy Kaufman had a fight where he was fighting a big wrestler and he just ran in circles for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think the doctor would stand down. I think he would still be like, dissecting Sherlock and trying to find his weaknesses and using those against him because yeah. he's great at finding the weaknesses in people I, and aliens I think I think the doctor would be more fascinated with Sherlock than Sherlock would be with the doctor because it's like an alien looking at like a human that's like essentially like a, a splitting image of himself kind of hmm. a little more well, we've I guess also a little more seen... sarcastic but well, we, we've seen the doctor go back in time and be, you know, enamored with famous people that he's come across. <laughs> That's true. You know, there's, I know it's not David Tennant, but there's the one oh, that he might be. So you bring up, right? a, you know, you so. might be right about that. He'd be like a little starstruck. That, like, oh hey, my God, it's Sherlock f***ing Holmes. It's Sherlock Holmes. Like, <laughs> and right? I think Sherlock would be baffled by the praise because he's usually, he's used to people being like, piss off, I hate you. And How do you know these things? The doctor would be able, because That's the doctor so... would know who Sherlock is, he'd be able to kind of turn the tides on him. You know, like, Sherlock's tricks of being like, huh, you're doing this and this. He's like, oh, yeah, you're doing the thing. Awesome. <laughs> and he'd just be like, you, it wouldn't be like a, a trick to the doctor, you know? He'd just yeah. like, oh, hey, this is awesome. He's doing it to me, you know? Like, <laughs> You're right. He would be like, you're doing the thing. <laughs> He's, He's doing, doing it. He's calculating doing it. me thing. Right? And then he'd just wave his little wand at him, the screw- <laughs> screwdriver, and then the doc- Sherlock would just fall over or something. <laughs> That's the thing with the sonic screwdriver. It does whatever you want it to need it to do. So, and yeah. Except on wood. It doesn't <laughs> work on wood. <laughs> this, uh, 
this fight still has me on the fence, but I got to go with my gut. I'm going with uh, drum roll. <laughs> David Tennant. Yes. Ooh, going with yeah. the doctor. I got to go alien over human. I feel like they're a superior race. <laughs> he's just got two hearts. That's just all that's different. And he's a time lord. I mean, yeah, he's a time lord. He has infinite knowledge. That's the thing with the doctors. Yeah. He knows. Like, it was always like that was always so part of the episode, you know? Like, he knows everything. It just takes him a while to get there. <laughs> but if he goes in knowing who Sherlock is, I think he, I actually think he kind of has the advantage. He could literally, that, if he can, so Doctor can time travel, obviously, right? He needs mm-hmm. a TARDIS, so, though. He can't. Yeah. Just- he can't just separate. Yeah, he's yeah. But if he's but if he's preparing for the fight, he could literally disguise himself and sh- go back in time and train with Sherlock <laughs> <laughs> and learn his moveset. But then Sherlock then, would know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Then Sherlock would be like, "I know you. Nope. I trained you." No, I said he would disguise he... himself. Oh, like a, puts on a mustache like yeah. Sherlock. Would... <laughs> sure, it's Sherlock Holmes, Josh. Like, of uh, course he's gonna know that's the funny. Like, no, that's not that. true. He's like, I mean, he's like my name is Sherlock. <laughs> We're talking about my name is Doctor Boo. Has... <laughs> we have the Doctor who has access to the TARDIS, which can take him all throughout time and space. I'm sure there's somewhere, sometime, there's some technology that can change his identity without actually changing his face. You know still feel like the whole point of Sherlock is he would figure out that mystery. He would go, he would be like, no, I know this person. He'd have a funny feeling. And then he would do some kind of weird math thing, take a bunch of drugs and like 12 <laughs> patches. And then he'd be like, it'll come to him in a dream where he's been in the dream for like four episodes, but it's only been 20 minutes. <laughs> and he'd be like, aha. <laughs> There's a time traveler, time lord. He just come out knowing everything about the time uh, about the tenth doctor. He'd know everything. It almost sounds and like you wrote four spec scripts for Sherlock Holmes <laughs> <laughs> about him taking a bunch of drugs and just dreaming about it. <laughs> it's it's almost what happens in the other second third season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jenny. The time has come. For many things. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my choice is the Doctor because he is a Time Lord. He is the ultimate being. Even though Sherlock is amazing and brilliant, there I don't think there's anyone more brilliant than the time than uh, the Doctor. Alright. Uh, Ty? I'm, I'm going... I, I always gotta go against the great, I guess. I'm going with Sherlock. <laughs> I think... <laughs> He'll be more motivated. I think he'd calculate it. And I imagine, like, when we brought up the, the samurai sword thing, like, mm-hmm. it'd be down to a single blow. And I think Sherlock would win that chess battle of the mind to come down to a single blow. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, are you with us or are you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was on the fence, but my last argument convinced myself that him, the doctor knowing who Sherlock is would give him the advantage. So I had. And what Jenny said is that the doctor, like as smart as Sherlock is, he also has his downfalls of not caring about things that are unimportant. Mm-hmm. Whereas the yeah. doctor stores like all knowledge that he can. So I'm going to have to give it to the doctor. Yeah. I'd like to reinforce that point because I think that 
in this fight. I don't see Sherlock taking this fight super seriously. And I think that ultimately would lead to him. Or, or rather, I should say, I don't see him taking it seriously in the beginning. And I think it might be a little bit too late once he actually, you know, decides to step up and, oh, this guy mm. means business. <laughs> <laughs> might be too late. But who knows? The poll knows. The poll knows. <laughs> the, viewer, the viewers will decide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to lose all these ones too, am I? <laughs> I don't know. See, so long I keep coming on this show and I think I have these sure winners. I think I'm so right. Everyone, <laughs> everyone just tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> Let me just you gotta stop picking the guy who needs to eat a sandwich. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll pick uh, Kyle Reese for this fight, too. <laughs> and then Kyle Reese comes in and he punches both the doctor and Sherlock as they're just studying each other because that's like the real Kyle Reese wins this match. He holds up the belt. He's yeah. like, yeah! He holds, up, he holds up the interdimensional belt. <laughs> um, let me just tell you a funny story, Ty, that'll make you feel mm. better. Is... The last episode, uh, Carson from Conspiracy Theater brought in a fight that was uh, Colonel Roy Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist versus, mm-hmm. versus Zuko from Avatar. And yeah. I, I was the only one who sided with Zuko. I died on that hill. and the- Well, you were wrong on that one too, though, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so, but me, the poll... And I are all going to die on that hill. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those ones. Like, it's popular. Zuko's popular. Yeah. But if you know, I think when I think fire power sets, dude, Colonel Mustang just snaps at you. Kaboom, you're gone. That's all he has to do is snap at you. Wow. So anyway, <laughs> like that's this whole thing. I love Colonel Mustang. Did that make you feel He's better? Such a better? Yeah, it makes me feel a little better. Right, now it. you can do the, the losers matter. Ah, uh, we don't want to get into it. That's another Firebenders, a, you know, there's a little sub fight happening over here off the ring, right? Zuko and <laughs> shoving each other, like, "Oh, what's going on over here?" And the camera comes over. There's us at the announcer table, just looking over. You like, know, are like, they yeah. still fighting a month later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they came to this show as a peace agreement, but then one guy spilt his fries on the other on Zuko. Colonel- <laughs> Zuko spilled fries on Colonel Mustang's uniform. Colonel Mustang ain't having that, so he just snaps, and that's all. That's how that fight would go. Every time there's say, no way Zuko can do enough dance to throw fire at him. He just got to snap. Like, every time you say Colonel Mustang, I want you to say Colonel Mustard. Yeah, <laughs> you too. <laughs> I could have even said it during that, and I wouldn't even realize. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for it because that's what I keep thinking. Yep. Colonel Mustard. <laughs> you, you did not say Colonel Mustard, and I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> uh, I ruined everything. <laughs> You're a loser. What do I, you know, what can we expect? Uh, cool. So we are split again, right? So we're two for. No, I think it was. Oh, no, 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 no. Ty is by himself. That's right. That's Three right. to one. Well, Ty, here's to hoping that things come yeah. around for you. Well, I think this next one we're going to. Mostly be in agreement, I think. But oof, I don't know. All right. So speaking of that, uh, let's go down to the ring one more time, where Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt is standing by with our main event uh, introductions. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This is your main event. The following contest is a no-holds-barred match. Introducing first, from Pandora in the Borderlands universe, representing Hyperion Corporation, he is self-proclaimed dictator of Pandora, president of Hyperion Corporation, handsome Jack! And his opponent from Gotham City in the DC Universe. <laughs> he is the Clown Prince of Crime and Supervillain Arch Nemesis of Batman! <laughs> oh, Bats! <laughs> Here he is! Joker! And this fight, uh, I thought pretty hard on, and decided that they were pretty equal. So in in one corner, you have Handsome Jack, who's the uh, antagonist from Borderlands 2 and uh, pre-sequel, I think? No, pre-sequel. Pre yeah, pre-sequel is like you team up with him and you start to see him kind of like get evil throughout the whole story. Uh, but... He's got a robot army behind him. Let me remind you, this is a no-holds-barred match, so anything goes. Um, so <laughs> rest in peace, the ring, because they're probably just going to destroy it. Um, that's all right. I have insurance. Uh, and then uh, Handsome Jack from Borderlands versus the Joker from DC Comics. Everybody knows the Joker. Um, Joker, he's obviously insane, he has lots of abilities. He's smart. He, uh, I'm trying to pull up his. Uh, his so, his and in recent continuity, there's actually three of them too. There's been three Jokers throughout the timeline. All right. We just, we just found out. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> but, yeah, because that doesn't complicate things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it. Batman didn't even know. Like, it blew Batman's mm -hmm. mind. So it's like Batman didn't even know there was three. It was. Are like, you talking about uh, Dark? Uh, he sits it? on the Omega chair or whatever. Uh, and I, well, I thought you were talking about Dark Knight's Metal. No. We'll, we'll get into the okay. Batman who laughs. I'm going to pull that one out. And okay. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. So, Joker. Um, you know, for what it's worth, I'm sure Batman Who Laughs has more abilities than than OG Joker, but uh, genius intellect, brilliant chemist, inventor. Um, obviously, he has comedy-themed gadgets that we see, you know, the teeth on the ground, all that stuff. You saw him in uh, Arkham, the Arkham games. Um, he's a hand-to-hand -hand combatant, and he's just all around... He's scary when it comes down to it. Like he's he's a goofy character. They make him out to be a goofy character, but in some of the stuff, he's he's just damn scary. He's great. You <laughs> see him in Mortal Kombat 11. He packs a punch, man. Yeah, even the uh, the Injustice game, like he's mm -hmm. he's pretty. Uh, yeah, he's pretty. If he got Superman to kill him, it was pretty wild. 
So, right. uh, and then Jack, he's just psychotic. He, <laughs> he, he's the villain who believes, you know, what is that saying? The, the villain is the hero of their own story. Right. Mm-hmm. And he is like the definition of that. He thinks he is doing the right thing. He thinks he's the hero. Nobody can tell him otherwise, even though he's murdering people left and right. And, you know, he's got a body count. Uh, one of his aliases is actually a uh, goddamn hero. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he took his own daughter, who was a siren, who they have like magic powers and was using her to like power things. And, you know, it's one of those trying to get into the vault yeah and, and he's using his daughter who's a siren who in the borderlands universe that's like a an angel essentially yeah. like yeah. they're like a digital angel um so he's he trying keeps, to but he keeps her her and he like her. but he, he as malicious as he is joker would have done that in a heartbeat okay like <laughs> that's my first argument against Handsome Jack. Let's guess where Ty's stance is. <laughs> Joker would whoop the shit. Uh, would whoop, whoop Handsome Jack because everything that you think that's so edgy for Handsome Jack, the Joker does that like on a Tuesday. Like that's nothing. <laughs> you don't think the Joker would sacrifice his angel daughter for if it would help him like get at Batman somehow? Like no, he'll do that in a heartbeat. Uh, my, so my first dance, <laughs> do my, something else. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my my argument with that is that I, as much as he wants to kill Batman, I don't think he can actually kill Batman. Like I think he needs Batman, and I don't think that. Okay, you know, but good thing that <laughs> Handsome Jack isn't Batman, because that's what like you see how <laughs> Joker treats everybody else but Batman. They're not even there, man. Like. <laughs> That's that's a good uh, point. That's a good point. Uh, uh, let's get some other opinions before I bring up the Batman who laughed <laughs> and seal the deal with this one. So this is no whole bar, right? So you, so we're bringing in the robots and probably Joker minions and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, you know, Handsome Jack. Obviously, he doesn't really get his hands dirty necessarily unless he has to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you fight him in the second game, uh, but that's like the final boss, right? All the other. Uh, encounters you have with him he's just sending robot after robot after you and getting angrier and angrier when they fail (laughs) because he hires incompetent bosses and whatnot or we're just that good i don't know but uh yeah i kind of figured like it would be the joker with his squad kind of against Mm -hmm. jack's robots until the joker was able to you know, get through the robots and get to Jack. And then at that point you'd have the final showdown essentially. Uh, and in that case, <clears throat> I don't know. I think uh, this one, I was kind of on the fence too, Ty, but I think, uh, I think you might have me here. Cause I do think that the Joker, when you put them next to each other, the Joker is definitely like a darker, he has less of a moral compass. Like Handsome Jack at least has some kind of moral compass. It might be like the wrong. It, it might be wrong to anyone else, but at least he has some kind of, you know, I'm going to kill well, all these people, I, but go ahead. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, our kind of um, 
Well, one of the things you said here was how, you know, he sees himself as the hero to his own story, mm. right? So he has a story, whereas we were told about the Joker that he just wants to see the world burn, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it does, like, I agree with Ty on that one. Like, it doesn't matter what Jack would do. Like, Joker would be like, okay, let's do this too then, right? Like, he would one-up him in a second, you know? Like, it would be like, that and this. Like, you know, I, I just see the Jokers. Like I said, he just wants to see the world burn. So how yeah. do you deal with that? I mean, I know there's I know there's multiple, probably infinite versions of Joker that we haven't even seen yet. But, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna I'm gonna seal the deal. I'm gonna let I'm letting everybody go. Yeah, I'm gonna seal the deal here at the end. <laughs> so my my point is like if you've seen the Harley Quinn show, the Joker in that show is kind of a pushover in a way. Huh. So if you're going, you know, it depends on which Joker you go with. Obviously, I was going with like more. Uh, I was thinking like Arkham Asylum ish Joker in a no holds barred because he is that dark like we're going we're both going video games is kind of what i was thinking i wanted to keep it kind of in the same realm uh video game realm i guess and so i was going video game handsome jack obviously and video game joker so with that being said uh i think that yeah i think uh, i think joker is gonna pull it out but i think handsome jack's gonna be able to to get to him I think he's gonna. I don't think it's a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I think... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it out. But let's see. Jenny, what do you think? I got, I got. I'm so ready for this. Jenny, hurry up and say your shit. <laughs> um. Well. Okay. Um. I'm I'm gonna have to go with Joker, just because he's so dark and he he like you guys were saying he wants to just see the world burn. I mean, how do you defeat someone like that? How do you go against someone like that? Whereas Handsome Jack has a moral code, right? His own moral, moral kind of compass. So I'm going to go with Joker. Hold on, Ty. I I'm think holding. one way that you get to Joker is you recruit Harley Quinn on your team. That's hmm. like his one But weakness. can he? I mean, it depends he? on what time they're fighting if harley and joker are broken up and she's going to do her own thing like she did in the harley quinn show then yeah (laughs) so here we go ready what makes the joker right so i brought it up at the very beginning on purpose to lay the hints there's multiple jokers so what makes the joker there's different jokers and different continuities right some it's jack Mm -hmm. napier some it's the he's the 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 you know like a an underlord right mm-hmm. and other ones he's all these continuities are from different dimensions in the multiverse you're a big flash fan you know right. this mm-hmm. so uh what makes a joker is it just that insanity and not knowing what you are and wearing the clown makeup because in flashpoint it's uh martha wayne right yeah that she's the joker yep so in continuity right now there is if you Batman in one dimension finally kills the Joker, but Joker gets the last laugh. As he's dying, he had gas in him, and he puts the Joker toxin on Batman, and Batman becomes Joker, and he's Mm -hmm. the Batman who laughs, and he has two Robins, which are like zombie Robins connected to chains that he sends at people, and he is brutal. He's going dimension to dimension, killing all the Batman and killing all the Jokers. So... um, 
you put that one, that Joker, next to <laughs> next to Handsome Jack. <laughs> yeah. Not even a competition. I sent you a picture on um, Facebook Messenger. Like, it's not even a thing. Like, you see how scary this creepy this guy is. It's it's Batman, but it's the Joker, and it's the scariest thing you've ever seen. And there's no way Handsome Jack, as cool as he is. Even with his future tech and robots, he can stop the Batman who laughs. So, so that's why I think if if it's any Joker, that's the prime Joker, and that Joker will mess people up. Doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't not to I'm gonna go off on a tangent here for a second, but doesn't the Batman who laughs like recruit all the other Batman from the Dark Universe though? Because like you have the Red Death, who's like the Flash Batman. Yeah, he he gets a few different ones that to join him, but okay, other yeah. ones he kills. It's one of those either join uh, okay. me or die kind yeah. of things. I haven't. I guess I haven't read that far yet, but I've read through some of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going with that one, it's a no contest. Not even the DC like universe can stand up against the Batman who laughs. King Shazam gets his butt kicked by him. Like there's, it doesn't. You can't stop the Batman who laughs. Yeah. So I think I think our point is, if you guys agree with me, is that Handsome Jack having any kind of like minuscule amount of morality is his downfall against any version of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not willing, not willing to go, <clears throat> having a line that you won't cross. The Doctor does not have, or not the. Uh, you broke up. Well, the doctor might not either, but, <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, the, the the Joker does not have anybody like any line, you know. Like yeah. he, he'll just do it. Yeah, he'll just. He, he, there's so many ways he could just trick him or do like Jack would fall for it in a heartbeat. There's no way. Yeah, he can outsmart the Joker and basically any continuity, but the Harley Quinn show. I love how you brought that one up. That's probably <laughs> I mean, one of the weak, that one in like Caesar Romero, maybe <laughs> like from the night of Batman 66, like back in, like maybe like he'll defeat that one. But with what, what is Joker? And if we're, we're yeah. just the no holds bar, I, you got, I'm going with the strongest iteration of the Joker, which is the current Joker. So what you're saying is Martha Wayne as Joker could even beat Jack. <laughs> I don't know. Have you have you read her comics? Like she, the ones she's in, like she's pretty violent and horrible. She's just as horrible as any other Joker. Oh sweet! Um, no, I haven't, but now I need to. <laughs> yeah, she's just as horrible as any other Joker. It just sucks that it's Martha Wayne, you know. Yeah, well, sad. She's been dead my whole life, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on a tangent, like we do on losing, Alfred just died. Oh. Yeah, no more Alfred. Spoiler. So, yeah, <laughs> motherfucking Bane again, dude. Uh, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we're all unanimous. I guess that was a more one-sided fight than I thought. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> you gotta put put him on a champion's ring so you could bring in a champion from uh, something else that might defeat him, like Squirrel Girl. Squirrel <laughs> <laughs> oh, Girl. Yeah, guest referee Stan Lee. <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> He's like, why, uh, why aren't I dead? Um, anyway, um, 
No, rest in peace to him. Uh, but that's that's gonna. I'm trying not to get sued by Marvel. Uh, that's gonna round out our show. Uh, again, thank you guys for for joining us here on uh, on Character Fight Night. That was fun. F- yeah, yeah. That was a hell of a argument. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> that's a good ones. But I do have a, a big announcement uh, next month. We're going to have the Losing at Losers come back because they have issued a challenge to Conspiracy Theater Podcast. And we're going to do our first like uh, like pay-per-view style big event WrestleMania, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about this on our show, too. So the the stoner gamers have a great chance against the history film buffs. We'll do, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do so well. And, hopefully our pop culture knowledge will hold out, I feel like. We're coming for you, Faith. Uh, so th- the, goal, the goal is to have you guys face off, and then I will be the moderator. So you guys have to convince me. Uh, mm one way or the other, which Ty, I guess you were really good at. <laughs> I try to bring up good arguments. I always try to keep like a secret one in my back pocket. For <laughs> like, like, I'll, I'll let them all talk about Joker and I'll be like, ah, oh, that, that Batman who laughs, it's gotta be Joker. You can't do that. So. <laughs> Except for Kyle Reese. Except for Kyle Reese. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Reese comes up. Joker's like, yeah, I did it. Kyle Reese takes a shotgun. Kaboom. Kyle Reese <laughs> back the whole show. <laughs> This 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 oh, episode should just be called the Kyle Reese Show. Yeah. <laughs> you have this like hidden little B plot throughout your your shows, right? Where it's just Kyle Reese shows up every once in a while just to prove his dominance or something. Just, like, like the handsome Jack in. Joker match, like the referee pulls off his mask and it's Kyle Reese as the, as the referee. <laughs> it's <laughs> Kyle Reese. <laughs> Holy cow! And then he clunks their heads together, right? Like, <laughs> Hit him over the head with Scott Pilgrim's bass guitar. We'll just work everybody into the into the movie. <laughs> uh, Where'd you get that? Scott just shrugs. <laughs> it's like Kyle, uh-huh. Kyle Reese. I don't know. Uh, but another another fun announcement that I'm working on is that uh, January's episode. I'm planning on doing a live broadcast. So I'm gonna try Character Fight what? Night live, and uh, hopefully I can figure it out. Uh, I'm going to put it on, I think, Twitch probably, or Facebook. I might do Facebook since we'll do the Character Fight Night book, uh, page. But I'm going to try to find a way to do polls live as soon as we finish our arguments so people can, you know, listeners and viewers can vote instead of having to wait for the episode. Nice. So that should be fun. And, uh, yeah. So hope to have you guys back. Uh, I know there's more losers for the losing at podcast that aren't here right now. So I'm not sure Ty, who you're, you know, what squad you're bringing in, uh, for next month. The pick our team. If you're bringing your, we have a lot of losers. If you're bringing your, your, your a minus team or your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your, your morning team. Or your, yeah. We have uh, a lot of, Maybe we'll do a bit of both. We'll yeah. see. You got you got time to think about it. So uh, for uh, oh, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Metatron Wade Hunt, our announcer, of course, because he puts in time and effort to, you know, taking your guys's fights and making them 
a a real intro to as if it were a fight you know coming out so uh big thanks to him you can follow him on instagram at wade of the world or his business instagram is wade hunt voice and he does a lot he lives in chicago so he does a lot of like wrestling announcing um which is perfect for you know what what we have him do on character fight night here um cool and uh real quick before i i you know plug our facebook and whatnot what where can we find uh losing at you can find us at the losing at podcast on facebook and das thief on twitch sweet and we do our morning show every monday wednesday and friday at 10 to 11 and we just do various topics and different pop culture artifacts mm-hmm. and then we do a live stream on thursdays and fridays nights which we're about to go do right now actually sweet and that's uh 10 to 11 a.m mountain time yeah so so uh, mountain. i know i have like one viewer and like we're popular in or something. <laughs> <laughs> popular in new zealand i don't know like it's just hey well uh you can find character fight night on facebook just search character fight night the uh i've taken a sabbatical from the instagram and twitter right now it was just too much to post the polls on each site so if you want to vote go to facebook vote and uh, tell Ty why he's wrong. So, <laughs> for, thanks again for joining us, guys, for all of us at Character Fight Night. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.